0: For everything Buccaneers, it's Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. Now, here's your hosts, Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell.
1: What's going on football fans? Happy Thanksgiving week and welcome to Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns and Odyssey original podcast that brings you all Tampa Bay Bucks insight and entertainment three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Of course, we sometimes have a fun schedule for the holiday season, but we still keep you posted on all of the most important news regarding your favorite team. So be sure to conveniently download that Odyssey app, Hit that auto-download button to make it that much easier to have brand-new episodes just sitting there waiting for you so you can listen whenever you're ready. And other good news, Jolly Rogers and Touchdown fans, you can also catch Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns on any of your favorite streaming platforms. So, I'm Casey Hudson, joined by my lovely co-host, Kaylee Mizell, and it's time to sail into a brand-new episode as the boys come off of bye week and a better injury report. Yeah. Good vibes heading into that uh, second half of the season.
0: A hundred percent, Casey. We talked about it earlier this week. The team is getting healthy. They're mm-hmm. winning. They're clicking at the right time of the season. They're still five and five, which ironically leads the NFC South. Um, they're in a perfect position to paint their own destiny, to, to really solidify themselves as a team that has come together, that has battled through some tested times Mm -hmm. and can get things done. And we'll start off our team updates with this. It's a little bit of a, it's not exactly a team update, but it's a, it's a, it's a quick stat, which is they can for the first time this season, Casey get their third win in a row. Because if you remember correctly, (laughs) the, the bucks won their first two games on the Mm -hmm. road um, against the Cowboys and then the saints. And then they came home. And then they lost two at home. They won one at home. They went back on the road. They lost two on the road. Then they lost another one at home. So they lost three in a row before winning their last two games, obviously one at home and one in Munich. So they have the opportunity to build off of what they've done that beautiful home win where they really drove and we saw that you know the, the resurgence of Tom Brady and what he can yeah. do the way that he hit Kate and the way that they got the different people involved him with Scotty Miller and Kate and like just making mm-hmm. that happen getting that touchdown drive to win the game And then the way that they won, um, just such a sound game, both defensively and offensively over in Munich, they really have the opportunity to build off of that. They're getting healthy at the right time, which we'll get to more in a second, but they have the opportunity to go on the road and for, the, again, the first time this season, win three games in a row, which I think would be a huge turning point for them, both mentally oh, yeah. and in confidence, um, and just and, and just solidifying that they are turning this season around. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: But that's only one part of the picture, Casey. The other part of the picture is yeah. they're getting healthy. And so yep. that brings us
1: into the injury report. Absolutely. And they already ruled out Lukadecki as well as Russell Gage Jr. I've never called him Russell Gage Jr. Gage it's just Jr. been, <laughs> yeah, Gage or Russell Gage. But there you go, guys. He actually is a junior. Um, <laughs> they have officially been ruled out Sunday versus the Cleveland Browns. And there's not much of a surprise there. They haven't gone into much depth about Lukadecki's uh injury and the extent of it. But It doesn't seem like they're rushing him back. Haley and I got into this on the last episode. There's really no need. Let him heal up. Let him sit back and learn for Mm -hmm. a minute. Uh, Just use this as a reason to pump the brakes on what was being forced earlier in in the season here. And with that, you know, Russell Gage being out, That's helped some other players finally step up. So those are the two official ruled out. Uh, Doubtful is Leonard Fournette. He had that hit pointer injury in Munich that kept him out uh, half of the game, I want to say. But there's no fear there as everyone is rooting for Rashad White to build off of his Germany performance.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure, Casey, they named Rashad White the starter for this game. I think I saw that recently on Twitter. So, Rashad white will be the guy, you know, that they're, that they're going to really, um, use and utilize, which I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think that they've already said that, Hey, Rashad white, he's going to be our
1: main guy. Be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually important to note too, Kaylee. And I'm glad that you confirmed that because um, we know that Gio Bernard is potentially making a return. Mm-hmm. He was able to get into that 21 day active, you know, get back on the field list. Doesn't particularly mean we'll see him Sunday, but it doesn't mean that we won't see him on Sunday. And there hasn't been too much conversation revolving around that. Uh, but we do know that Gio Bernard is a very particular kind of running back that knows how to help this team. You're not going to see him out there a ton. And then we finally started to see Keyshawn Bond dress out here and there. So, there's no concern at the running back group if Leonard Fournette can't go. The crazy part, not or not the all. crazy part, but what I wouldn't be surprised about is Leonard wanting to go. Um, I think we've talked about it here on Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, how that that healthy competition has reared uh, an ugly head in that running back room. Leonard Fournette trying to be a mentor in that position, talking highly of Rashad White at moments, but also – humbly coming at him in other moments and Rashad White just kind of keeping his head down and trying to do what he can for this team when his numbers called so it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out yeah I, I I don't think there's too
0: much else going on Casey um although I did want to so Todd Bowles he he, he didn't he gave like a non-update on Ryan right. Jensen um wow. he said you know there really is no update. We're still liking what he's doing. We're still liking the way he's walking. Um, on the last podcast, we talked a little bit more extensively about Ryan Jensen and what his role will look like here in the future with the bucks. And I, Casey, you and I agreed. I, I think that it'll probably be something where we see him a little bit more frequently over the next few weeks, maybe see him in pads in mid December and then potentially, um, getting getting on the field into game action, late December, early January. I could definitely see that being realistic for him. Um yes. but we haven't gotten any any type of solid updates. So fans who are waiting for more of a solid update, keep following us at Jolly Rogers and TDS, um, uh, or follow me at Kaylee Mizell, Casey at the Sports Case K A S E. We'll give you guys updates there on Twitter. Um but casey kind of getting into after you know some of those updates really getting into what this game means for the bucks and and a lot of it is continuation of the confidence a continuation of what they have proven to themselves because i think that's who they needed to prove it to first i do think yeah. that it was very mental you know the confidence that they had in themselves people doubting is Tom Brady still the go? Is he is is he the same Tom Brady with everything yep. he's going through off the field with with the pieces that he has surrounding him? Is this Bucks team too old? Are they too fragile? Are they too whatever? There was a lot of too noise.
1: Question marks. Yes, there was a
0: lot of surround noise surrounding them. The media was asking a lot of questions, both at the local level, but and at the national level. I mean, the Bucs were in the national news for mm-hmm. weeks and weeks and weeks. So you have everyone talking about you and asking questions and saying things like this Bucks team isn't legit. They're not for real. And at a certain time, I think that that got to all of the guys. And so the fact that they now have the opportunity to move forward, um, coming off the wins that they have, um, you know, I just hope that if if anybody out there is also a Lightning fan, whatever was in Zach Bogosian's Turkey, I (laughs) hope that it was also in, this Bucks team's turn. No, I wouldn't guys.
1: doubt it. I wouldn't doubt that they yeah. had some of the Bucks players over there. Yeah, they're friends. Gabbert was at the game last night. Yep. And then the other week it was Chris Godwin. And that mm-hmm. same week earlier was the whole O line and, and Kyle Rudolph. So hopefully, Zach uh, extended the invitation to Bucks players so they could get some of that good juju and fuel to pull off such a great win. Um, but yeah, you're right, Kaylee. I'm I'm guessing that some of them may have been over there. Maybe yeah, I like, brought yeah, some extras back for the rest of the team. Hopefully
0: so. Hopefully so. Some of that cranberry sauce, some of that turkey, uh, get it, get it in there. It clearly it is good mojo. Uh oh. literally good mojo for, for the lightning and hopefully as well for the Bucks. So, Casey, as they take on the three and seven Browns, the Bucks, um you know they're favored to win in you know it, whenever you look at any sportsbook website, um, which makes sense. You know the way that the way that they've been playing lately and and the way the Browns have been playing lately. Um, yeah. Getting into what this is, so Bucks offense versus Browns defense. Casey, <laughs> Cleveland Cleveland's defense has been terrible. Whoa. Lately, (laughs) they are allowing an average of 35 points in their last two games, and they have also allowed 30 points five times in the last nine games. So it it just seems like they're going to have trouble slowing down the offense, especially because the offense is is clicking, especially since we actually saw Different styles of play calling, and you get Kate Otten in the mix, and you get other guys in the and you're utilizing Rashad White, which again, mm-hmm. not to down Lenny, but but Rashad different White has a different, different skill set. And he's been he's been executing. I think he's earned his in the same way that you and I, Casey, said, Hey, Kate Otten has earned this role. You like Even if Cameron Bray is back, you need to give him the time of day. I see the same thing about Rashad White. He's earned his role. He's earned his spot on this team. Mm -hmm. And I think that he's going to go out there and continue to produce. He's young. He's hungry. And he wants to show the world what he's made of. So as I look at this full picture of Bucks offense against Browns defense, I just see so much opportunity Mm -hmm. for the Bucks offense to continue to shine. But, Casey, I want to know from you, where explicitly do you think that they will shine the brightest? Do you think that it's going to be some of the wide receivers? Do you think we're going to see more Julio Jones? Do you think it's going to be more of a ground game where we see a lot of Rashad white, or do you think that they're going to mix in the tight ends and we're going to see some, uh, we're going to see some Cade Otton? maybe, maybe a resurgence. Oh. We saw Scotty Miller a few weeks ago and he made a difference. Um, I'm interested to know because I think that there's a lot of potential. I think there's a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. You do have to pick and choose. You know, you can't go to everybody. You have to. There are. You have to. You have to spread the ball, but also you have to choose strategy. Opportune, it, it, to strategy, opportune times. Yeah. So, who do you think? Uh, who do you want to see the Bucks
1: utilize this week against the Browns' struggling defense? Oh. Um there's two players I have in mind but you set that up so well Kaylee by mentioning opportunity here because the numbers that you just dropped Bucks fans there's a few things that should sound familiar in this game preview some numbers should sound similar in this game preview to me and Kaylee's game preview of the Seahawks versus the Bucks heading into Munich what should sound so familiar well Kaylee mentioned how many yards this defense letting up, but more specifically how many points they've allowed 269 to Mm. the points that they scored 240. So as we've discussed numerous times with the Seahawks, they were able to have offensively strong performances here and there, but they were letting up just as much as they were delivering replica situation here, 240 points scored. 269 points allowed and where I want to see a player continue to thrive Kaylee as he so greatly asked it's Rashad White 105 yep. rushing yards versus the Seahawks if he can do that oh, versus right. the Seahawks defense there's a lot of similarities to that Seahawks defense in this Browns defense with that said the Browns over their last two contests have led up 374 rushing yards Hello, this is a great opportunity for Rashad White to build off of the performance. And one of those games being versus the Bills. They're not the biggest ground game team, but we know that their quarterback knows how to bail them out of any situation because he's basically a tight end in the pocket there. So, you know, between Josh Allen using his legs and their running back, that's how they accumulated, I think, about 170 rushing yards. But either way, in the past two games to let up that amount of rushing yards and then to have the Bucks coming off of the kind of win that they just secured in Munich, I think Rashad White has the perfect platform to build. I think the coaches have the perfect opportunity to see how does he use this chance to build and, and maybe have more of a lead role heading into Sunday's game at 1 o'clock. And not rush Leonard Fournette back or just use mm-hmm. him for very specific downs where he can use his strength, where he could use what best you know tools he has at the running back position rather than trying to make him Rashad White and Rashad White Leonard Fournette. So first and foremost, it's Rashad White for me with those rushing yard stats. Um, of course, the Browns are going to be eager and hungry to bounce back and have a better defensive performance, and that home advantage does tend to sway, but I still think that the Bucks can ride the high of what they did overseas and that team bonding and some of that accountability and reality check. And just a lot of the things um, that you mentioned earlier in the segment, Kaylee, the noise has now shifted. It's not mm-hmm. as loud. It's not as dominant. It's not controlling these guys as much. And with that extended break, And with that bonding time to travel eight, nine hours together and um, come back and and have that bye week leading into a holiday, they have every reason to be that much more tight knit, to be that much more on the same page and that much more geared up and ready to go refreshed. And you mentioned it. They have health on their side now. Yeah. This is one of the least daunting injury reports this Bucs team has had in a while. And it takes me to the next player that I want to see go off. Uh, I want to see Kate Otten way more involved. Yep. I feel like that was such a given, but um, what we're seeing within this injury report, what we're seeing within the last couple of weeks here, besides the bye week, obviously, is that with this team getting healthy, that depth that everybody was so excited about is being reestablished. You yep. mentioned Scotty Miller and, and people like that. Having those opportunities, not being forced to deliver in one capacity, not being forced to be one dimensional is going to be imperative for this team to actually execute on the turning point that they have started to create. So Otten needs an opportunity to have more than three receptions. I don't care. I'm so glad Cam Ray's healthy. I like the kind of tight end that he can be for this team within his strengths, within his role, but for commanding that center field and for making some big plays and also, hey, this is the guy that secured a pretty big touchdown for you guys. So let's get him in the red zone a couple more times. Why don't we? I want to see more KDOT, and I want to see more than three receptions. I want to see Rashad White have a leading role in this running back group. Not anything against Leonard Fournette, but... If Leonard Fournette's coming off of an injury and you're at a pivotal point of the season, don't waste this time. Let him heal. Rashad White, Keyshawn Vaughn, and if Gio Bernard is back, they can handle it. And if there's no need for a ground game, then you've got options, depth, and health back at that wide receiving uh, core that you can use. And the O-line has just gotten that much more healthier, and now not only healthier, but Knowledgeable, and they've got the repetitions and they've learned Tom Brady's ways so that they can be better protectors to him and do their job. So there's so many great factors that play in here where they would hurt themselves is not using those opportunities that are just sitting right and there playing. asking to be used. Before history is written, Orr, the net, the the it's played. Tinelli, Before it's frozen in time, One shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver,
0: it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup final on ABC and ESPN
1: Plus begins Saturday.
0: Yeah, and Casey, just to build off of that a little bit, the one thing that I'm going to kind of harp on is is, the, is a little bit about your first point and the first player that you mentioned, um, but it's kind of a little bit more holistically. Going into this season, Todd Bowles said, hey, we're, we're really going to utilize the run game. We don't want to, like, overextend Brady. We think he's really good, but, you know, um, but we want to have a balanced attack, and we didn't see it. We no. didn't see it. Um And last week was the first sign of it. And in part because of Rashad White and because utilizing his skills, utilizing his talent, what he can do, what he can be, the fact that he rushes for more than 100 yards, they have 160 yards rushed. Um, yeah. It's a season high. Um, and their twenty one to sixteen win they were able to rely on other. they didn't have to just use Tom Brady. They were able to do other things. Mm-hmm. And so, the biggest point that I'm going to make is it's gonna be cold. the ball, you know, things things happen differently yes. when it's cold. And so it's not as easy to throw into the catch and, you know, your hands are different. There's so many different factors coming into this mm-hmm. and you can't, you know what I mean? In Florida, it's 80 degrees outside. <laughs> today. You can't replicate is ever this week, by the way, you can't replicate exactly what you're going to see in Cleveland. It's going mm-hmm. to be cold. And so you're going to need to utilize the ground game. You're going to need to utilize Rashad white. Mm-hmm. So you build off of what we already saw use that as a formula we saw what rashad white can do we saw that he's smart he's patient the way that he's able to see the field the way that he's able to to see the openings and then go for yes. them he's not he, he he's not this guy that is just going to run through everybody like lenny mm-hmm. but he is able to find holes and yep. that is his specialty. And so utilize that. Utilize that specialty. I think also with Nick Leverett, I think that that, that I mean, he's been playing so well um, on this offensive line. And he's been creating openings, creating holes yep. for, you know, for a guy like Rashad White. And so you have to continue to lean into that. And I'm not saying, like, if you don't have another 160-yard rushing, you know, that that it's a failure. no. But it's going to be different. It's going to be cold, and so you're going to have to utilize your offense a little bit differently. And against this Browns defense that is struggling, to say the least, you need to utilize the ground game. You need to utilize Rashad White, and you need to be creative. You need to continue everything you did last week. And if you do that, then you put yourself in a really, really good position to uh, to put up some numbers. Uh, whenever you look at the Browns, you know they they played the Dolphins and the Bills the last two weeks, and they allowed the Dolphins to put up thirty nine points, the Bills to put up thirty one. So mm-hmm. this is a, a a a time where the offense I expect them to shine. I expect yes. this offense to at to get at least thirty points, if not more. You know I think that that there is a great opportunity to do that, to score and to continue to score um, and to to really take it to this Browns team, this three and seven Browns team. You know, I think more than just winning three games in a row, winning a game handily, confidently, that is something that this team hasn't necessarily had this season. And that's something that would really, really help them. Uh, And Casey, that's that's not just a matter of the offense, but that's also uh, including the defense and what the defense needs to do
1: absolutely um you put that so perfectly kaylee because with this being an opportunity for them to put points on the board and we're seeing them coming off with three touchdown performance that kind of leads me to one other player's shoulder that i have to tap on here it's mike evans we know that he's Mm. that go-to guy in in you know in almost any moment of the game he handles double coverage and then some so well but we're talking about somebody who has another opportunity to have a another 1000 yard plus season. And this is a game where they can help get him closer to that, to that milestone. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him kind of actively engaged at a large role early on and then start getting the other guys incorporated. Because when you look at the matchups of the, brown secondary here. They're not the strongest secondary players in the league. I think PFF-wise they average almost C's and D's. You're talking about a great opportunity here for one of the best wide receivers from Mike Evans to Chris Godwin to have matchups that they can be in full control of. And that's just going to open up the passing game where Tom Brady now has time to make decisions as long as everybody's executing their routes primly, then you can really get Mike Evans a load of yards here. Chris Godwin, I think, has led in the last two games, and he's just building game by game. Such a beautiful progression he has going on. So I think that you said something key here in terms of them finally having a more balanced attack, a more Mm -hmm. balanced approach to their game. If it's you know a, a, a play where it's better suited for Rashad White and between weather conditions and the line and the rush coming from this D line, I will say the Browns defensive line is probably the strongest part of their game because of miles Garrett there. But aside from that, you know, it's not that it's not as formidable as what they've seen and managed. So mm-hmm. with that, they can have a great balance attack here. They can change those numbers from being, you know, 69% passing 30 something percent running and get more of an equal distribution there and utilize their top guys, get them involved, get them some statistics, uh, for the, for the heck of it, because you can, because this is a game and an opportunity to do so as well as get the younger guys more involved, get them the reps that they need so that they can become that much more dominant in this system moving forward at the right time. But uh, you said it defense has got to show up just as much as you are calling on the offense and Kaylee, unless you have any other big points for this offense taking on the Browns defense, then it's time to go to the other side of the ball.
0: I think I just have one other point and it, and it's, I, 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 you mentioned Miles Garrett and I and I am so glad that you did. I mean, he is one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. He's yeah. so fast. Uh, averaging this frame points, is gross. Yeah, <laughs> 0.7 seconds to get moving at the snap. I mean, it's just wild. He leads Ugh. the Browns eight and a half sacks through 10 games. He is solid. You might yeah. have a sack this week, but you know what? Here's what is gonna throw Miles Garrett off his game is if you're able to utilize the dual threat attack. So you mm-hmm. utilize Mike Evans, you go deep, and that, you know, because they utilize Miles Myle- Garrett in such a unique way, in you know, they'll have him sometimes drop back and then they'll have him sometimes push forward. Mm-hmm. So if you're utilizing your offense in a unique way that throws him off his game, it is the, it's gonna be perfect. For you, to, uh, for you to trick him, for you to throw yeah. him off his game, for you to, to y- make him question where you're going to do, what you're going to do, where you're going to be, so that he's not in the right place in the right time. Um, because, I mean, that's where Miles Garrett, like if he's going to attack, it, it's because he's at the right place at the right time. So if you're able to get him off his game a little bit, just get him slightly off. Yep then even that, you know, 0.7 seconds of hesitation, that's going to be a huge, huge thing for this offense to do. And that's why the play calling matters so much. That's why they need to continue to build off of what they have done. But like you said, Casey, that's really the last thing, you know, because Miles Garrett is formidable. He is, he is, you know, a a guy that is one of the best in the NFL at what he does. Um, But he's not perfect. And you're, and you can, strategize around him. And that's what I think this offense needs to do when they consider this Browns defense. But Casey, it's, it's this, it honestly, while I'm excited for the offense, and I think that they're going to have a heyday, Mm -hmm. I think I might be more excited to watch what this Bucks defense can do against the likes of the two headed monster, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Because last week, this Bucks defense held Seattle to 39 rushing yards. Seattle is used to getting like almost a hundred yards more than that. And yep. they held them. Um, Nick Chubb averages about 150 rushing yards per game. Um, he's going to get some breakaways. Nick. Ch- I mean, Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb. Like you're not going to stop him entirely. But if you're able to do what you did last week against the Seahawks to the Browns, if you're able to hold them, if you're able to slow them down, if you're mm-hmm. able to limit those runs to three, five yards, you are certainly in for a hell of a Yeah. There.
1: Um,
0: and and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, they're a little bit different. So you have to attack them differently. Um, but they are really, really talented. And I and I would imagine that you know, this Bucks defense, they they they've been so stout in the run game the last several years. I mean, they've been number one in rush defense through the last, like in 2019 and 2020, I think Mm this is the, this is the first year where we've really seen them kind of drop off. But last game they stepped up, they did what they were supposed to do. They did what they needed to do. And the biggest thing is that they just have to continue to do that. They have to continue yeah. to control the gaps. They have to continue to be where they're supposed to be. They have to continue to fight this game in the trenches in mm-hmm. case if they to do that, they're gonna, they're gonna find some success because this is um this is not this is an offense that I'm not gonna exactly call it one dimensional, but Jacoby Brissett, I mean, he's not the playmaker that Tom Brady is.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, he just has decent production, protection yeah. on some plays, but even then, I mean, we haven't seen him string together a consistent sequence of successful plays to help this team out. It's been the ground game, as you've mentioned, and you said a key thing there, the trenches. Everything is going to start in the trenches in this game, especially if there's going to be any wavering in the condition of Vea, because that means I'm pretty sure Nacho comes in and helps out in that position there, but You know, that's going to leave Akeem Hicks on on Lone Island there. And we saw what happened when Hicks went out and Vita Vea had to control the center there. Vice versa, I don't think it'll be as significant to allow a run game to all of a sudden happen. Because I felt like a, a huge part of that is the size and the frame and the strength of an Akeem Hicks, not taking away from Vita Vea and what he's done. But still, you got Akeem Hicks whose frame is this big. Uh, Mac Truck Chess, and then you've got Vita Veya, which is like Mac Truck Junior compared to Akeem Hicks. If you've seen these guys next to each other, so in the trenches is probably the most important thing that you mentioned when it comes to this defense. It's going to start there, especially if Vita Veya is not healthy or if he ends up being ruled out before the game and uh, they t- they choose to reserve his health and have somebody else come in. Backup wise, I trust the depth that they have interior wise. And I think that Hicks is a little bit more of a veteran in that regards to manage the role or to be able to expand his role, absorb more in the center there if Vitavea is indeed out or, you know, playing injured. So I'm going to be anxious to see how that pans out. While I think that the run game is going to be manageable for this team, it's also that tight end uh, Njoku, David Njoku, who has been that clutch player on those downs to kind of throw teams for a whirl. I don't know how he's come up with so many head turning plays Because I feel like by week three, it was obvious that if Chubb wasn't going to get it or Hunt wasn't going to get it, then it was going to Najoku and Mm -hmm. still teams have been unable to properly game plan to shut him down. The Browns have had significant comebacks in teams. So my key point for this defense is you don't get bored. You don't get tired and you do not let off the gas because the Browns will make you pay for it in the third quarter or fourth quarter because they have generated some decent comebacks and have been closed out by top teams in the NFL. And while I love this Bucks team through and through, uh, they're not a top 10 team yet. They're not there with the success that they have had in the last few games. That's fantastic, but they still have a ways to go and some things to prove. So you can't go out there and, and think that you're going to pull off a Bills victory or a Dolphins victory or one of these victories that close the gap at the last minute because you just have this reliable core to go to you're in a building phase still. And you don't want to put yourself in a, in a situation where you can lose the game and taking it back to what you said at the top of the segment here at Jolly Rogers and touchdowns, Kaylee, they have a chance to win three games straight. They have a chance to build mentally. They have a chance to build momentum and excitement and motivation and, you know, take three wins and turn it into four and actually let people know we're still contenders. We belong in the playoff conversation and we are not going to go to the playoffs just to get knocked out in round one. So starting in the trenches for me, but it's also the fact that they're going to have to play four quarters of football against this Browns team um, because the Browns will make them pay for it. If they come out of halftime sleepy or thinking that they secured a lead early in that first half.
0: And Casey, I mean, I, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because this Browns team, they're they're kind of ticked off because they just had their worst rushing game of the season. And that loss to Buffalo, they, they ran for just 80 yards on 26 attempts. That's just an average of 3.1 uh in that 31 to 23 loss. So they're they're kind of ticked. They're gonna come out and they're going to try, especially on their home territory, they're yep. going to try to own the game from the beginning. And so this defense has to be stout from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And like I said before, you you know, Nick Chubb is going to Nick Chubb. Like he's, he's, he, you can't exactly stop him, but what you can do is slow him down. And so in addition to being on from the start of the game to the end of the game, they have to understand and let things off their back. If Chubb does get a 15 yard run, okay, shake it off move forward don't you let him do it again mm-hmm. that is what we saw from this this defense early on in the season they would have one bad play they would have a mistake and then they would just let it get them so down that they wouldn't they would they would beat themselves because they yeah. stopped trying because they they weren't able to mentally overcome the mistakes and that cannot happen in this game. You have to, if something bad happens, you have to be able to shake it off because this Browns team they're they're coming out for blood. They yeah. know that their season is on the line. They are three and seven that is not going very well for them right now. They're about to get you know Watson back and and they know that this is it for them. They yeah. they have to make one last stand if they're even going to consider the playoffs, right? It's still in a little bit in consideration for them while, while uh, it, it is kind of far away, they still have hope. And what you have to do is you have to go in there and you have to crush their hope. And I'm saying yep. that with all sincere, <laughs> you have to go out there and you have to crush their hope. Seriously. We've um, been dreamless On the field, a hundred percent. And something else is, um, you know, uh, Again, this offense, this Browns offense, they're going to go hard and heavy to, Mm -hmm. to Nick Chubb, to Kareem Hunt at first, but Jacoby Brissett also knows this is his this is his last shot. This is this is his time before. Uh, Deshaun Watson comes back and he wants to go out with a bang. And his team is gonna want him to go out with a bang. So he understands what he has to do. And a guy that he has been clicking with all season long is Amari Cooper. Brissett has a 107.9 passer rating when targeting Cooper specifically. Specifically. And so, um, Whenever you consider that, you have to know that this is a team that is going to, if they can't get things done on the ground, they're going to try to go to Amari Cooper. They're going to try a few other things. Brissett is desperate. Yep. This is a desperate team. And we all know what wounded animals look like when they're desperate, they're Clawing and scratching and fighting for every ounce, everything that they can get. Yep. The Bucks defense—you have to, you have to be able to manage that, and you have to be able to fight and claw and scratch right back. Um, because you guys should also be desperate. You should be desperate for that third win of the season. You, should, you know, in a, in a row, you should be Absolutely. desperate for um really pushing yourself forward into what you can be. And so those are my biggest points is watch out for Amari Cooper. You're going to be able to slow down Nick Chubb, but but they're going to transition. They're desperate. Jacoby's desperate, the entire team is desperate. This is their last opportunity. So yeah know that there, this is a desperate team and you have to be on, like you said, Casey, from the moment this the, the, the game starts to the moment the game ends. You have to be on. You have to be paying attention. There's no room for mental mistakes. But if there is a mistake, get it off your back, shake it off, and move forward. You have to yeah. be able to move forward. You have to be mentally tough in this game. So those are my, you know, little keys, if you will, for the defense <laughs> um,
1: because this, this is important. Please. Yeah, significant keys and leave it leave it to Kaylee and I to find ways to, to just throw a little hockey in the mix. But <laughs> maybe because freshly coming off of last night's game and, and, and just some conversations with those players, you said something that is crucial for this defense, which is shaking off any bad plays, not letting yeah. it turn into something else or extend past that play right there in that moment. And the reason it made me think of hockey is because last night, Braden Point said something about, you know, don't let something snowball or compound. Yep. So we saw that happen in the beginning of this season with the Bucks. Once they let up that big third down play, then it was all of a sudden they were scrambling to come back in sync with one another. And it just took too many reps to get there, too many snaps to get there. And then by the time they started to get on the same page again, they're playing catch up, their tails between mm-hmm. their legs. So it is imperative that if anything happens ground game wise, that you know is not. To their, you know, it's very untimely or unfortunate. You got to be able to leave that rep on that down and move on. Do not let things snowball, do not let things compound. And you gotta show them who the better team is in those moments. That's where the better team can pivot and say, actually, while you did this, we can come back and respond with this. Um, very important that you mentioned Cooper there. Cooper's probably gonna be manned by Jamil Dean. Jamil Dean has had some great coverage the last two games, but yes. I need him to get his hands on a ball and reel it in. Interception. I Catch need an interception.
0: The ball.
1: I need a intercept and interception. I just yeah. need one, Kaylee. It's time. It is,
0: it is, time. it is past it is. time.
1: Yeah. Turn Y'all over. need
0: to go out and eat.
1: Yep. Yes. 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 Kaylee, and I've been begging for this for weeks, but if there's one key to add to Kaylee's significant keys. It's get a freaking turnover box. Yeah. Let that be a, a, a momentum swing for you guys. Let that be yes. just that next level. It says you guys are serious about this season and making a return. Don't leave it to Logan Ryan Um, or yeah, don't leave it to don't leave it to anybody else. You have a chance here. You have an opportunity. Jamil Dean has been a leader on this team. He has shown significant improvement from last season to this season. So with that, he needs to that interception you guys need to return to these goals and um you know get back on track so i want to see interceptions i want to see turnovers i want to see that aggression when you make those tackles try to rip the ball out of their hands this is a team that i think that they can mentally conquer if they create those those moments If you get an interception on on Jacoby Brissett, I guarantee you're going to get in his head a bit more than you would if you just keep batting down his passes or tackling his, his targets. You know, Cooper is a key guy there. Peoples Jones is another key guy who's going to probably match up with Carlton Davis. Davis has had heck of a performance after heck of a performance after heck of a performance, weird phrase to string together there, but you guys get my point. He has been really in that category of a top corner in this league and I want to see the next step of it. I don't want to just see you have shutdown plays and keep pace with these guys on the outside. I want to see you get your hands on the ball. Let's get back to that training camp goal and let's start executing there. Make those tackles. Try to strip the ball out of their hands. They have to add that extra layer of aggression and mental intimidation to their game. And they have the ability to do that with the skill set on this team. So, Great points, Kaylee. I think that this defense has all of the chances to build off of their great performance in Germany. Um, What I will say to wrap this up on my end is that week one and week two, we saw back-to-back grand performances. So we know that this defense is capable of building off of good performances that they have and coming back just as aggressive and just as strong. Devin White, with everything that he's going through, I know we talk about him so much, but you know, to be able to play the way that he did with the circumstances that he was under and to I think he was a defensive player of the week that week. He can come in here and 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 just he has nothing to lose in a sense. He just has everything to gain by going out there and playing his heart out strategically because um, that's where he gets himself in trouble. JTS built off of that performance. He had a much better strategic execution coming off the edge there. Um, a lot more of a focused play rather than just kind of being this tornado uh, that hits the ground in Oklahoma and, and, you know, misses some, hits some kind of kind of game there. So every opportunity that these players have, they should be able to execute on versus this Browns team. And it should be that much more intriguing to do so because where the challenges lie and where the challenges don't lie, the Bucks have a prime chance to prove who they are. And that this defense can go back to being talked about as one of the best in the leagues uh, without the guys that that will not be out there health wise, because it comes down to depth, it comes down to everyone, that next man up mentality to see how far a team can actually go. And that's what made this team so great a year ago and the year before that, that next man up mentality was untouchable. And they kind of need to get back to that as well.
0: and I think we've seen more accountability in this team, and I think that is leading to this defense picking up a little bit more. But, Casey, it's time that we have to put our – money where our mouth is a little bit more figuratively Mm -hmm. than literally. We're not making, well, I'm not making a bet at least right now, Um, (laughs) but but we are going to do some predictions. And so I kind of uh, put myself out there earlier and said, I think this Bucks offense is going to do some damage. I think they're going to get more than 30 points. And so I'm going today, I'm going to go 35 to 21. I'm going to go 35, 21 Bucks win in Cleveland. Uh and uh yeah I, I think that there's at least gonna be one turnover maybe even some points coming off that turnover um true, true. for this Bucks team Casey I uh, I threw myself out there. What about you? Predictions love for the game.
1: I'm gonna go I don't know why this is always so because <laughs> my, my inner my inner child that has watched this team for so long is like they're gonna do fantastic things um (laughs) and then there's the person who's been solely disappointed at half of this season I'm gonna go with I want to say 28 21 okay
0: a little more realistic maybe than mine yeah
1: well hopefully actually no not 21 28 17 I'm sticking with that 17 column after what they did with the Seahawks I just feel like they're such a similar yeah Uh, blueprint here and the time given that they've had to watch film and game plan you can't miss the mark here you just really can't so i want them to surpass 28 i think that the defense can manage 17 so 28 to 17 bucks take it sunday one o'clock in cleveland hopefully under no wild conditions
0: hopefully it's not too crazy uh i have like a tiny walk the plank do you have one for today
1: I could come up with. One. I can
0: always come up with one. Okay, mine. That's mine. Really like- I feel like we've seen a lot of people, you know, have have talk about. um, Is you see all these headlines? Is Rashad White for real? Oh can yeah. the running game really do it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Rashad White coming, and it's like. Give the guy credit. So anybody out there who is doubting Rashad White, anyone who's like, is he for – walk the plank. Yeah. Get out of here because Rashad White has more than proved himself. I don't think that Mm -hmm. he needs to do anything else to prove that he is a good, solid running back and that he should get and and deserves playing time. So if you're out here and and you're questioning Rashad – can Rashad white do like <laughs> get out of here with those stupid headlines. Enough with that. I think it's so dumb. Walk yeah. the plank. Look at the stats, educate yourselves and then stop making stupid headlines. Of course he can do it. Yep. Of course, he's going to be able to like, because when be he's given okay. the chance,
1: he's he's done what he's been asked. And then come on, let, yeah. let the little rookie plus and minuses tally into that. But aside oh from gosh. that, come on. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anybody who's
0: like out here, like stop even asking that question. It's a dumb, but to, to take a page out of uh, Pat Maroon's book, it's a that's a dumb question. <laughs>
1: that's a
0: dumb question. Walk the plank.
1: You got to love Big Rig and all of his fans in Bucks jerseys. That's for sure, too. Um, I guess to to build off of that, honestly, would just be, like I mentioned earlier, they have a blueprint. The Seahawks' mm-hmm. blueprint is very similar to this Browns' blueprint. The only difference is that the Seahawks have had a little bit more success in terms of the win column, but more points let up than, than points scored. A heavily op- offensive scoring team – A lot of that being the ground game, you're just going to see so many similarities here. So if you can go and do it over in Munich, Germany, uh, after long flights and just a crazy schedule, because I know I'm still getting acclimated, so I don't know about the guys. But, you know, if you can do it there, you can do it here at their home. You know, as many games as they let up in their home territory, they can go disturb the peace somewhere else. So it's going to kind of be a, what do they call it, (laughs) premeditative a pre- I don't know, a pre-something <laughs> walk the plank if they go in there and act like they they don't know how to manage this team. They have every ability to manage this Browns team to secure a win and not not walk out of Ohio without having a minimum of 3 targets or not targets, 3 red zone touchdowns. Passing yeah. touchdowns. I don't want to talk about rushing. I want to see 3 Passing t- touchdowns before they get into anything else. One of those guys better be K-Dot and the rest of them, Tom Brady, can choose for his own picking. So I guess that'll be a pre-walk the plank. If we're in post-game and there's not three touchdowns minimum and a win for this Bucks team after playing a similar Seahawks team, I'm going to be very upset. So that'll yeah. be my walk And the don't
0: plank. get on Casey's bad side. It's not, <laughs> fun. It uh, not fun. Okay, well, shot. Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans. Thank you guys so much for listening. And of course we will have that post game pod for you. So be sure to follow us at Jolly Rogers TDS, because that is where we'll send out some news updates and information, both on Instagram and Twitter. And then of course, download the Odyssey app because that's the best place where you can find this podcast, Jolly Rogers and touchdowns search for it on the Odyssey app download the app, click the auto download button. So anytime we have a new episode, it will be coming straight to you so that you can stay up to date with the latest and greatest in all Tampa Bay Buck news. I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can find me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can find her at the sports case. That's K-A-S-E. And we will see you guys on a Monday morning, bright and early, hopefully saying ahoy and celebrating the <laughs> Bucks win. See you guys then.